So this might sound like shit. I apologize in advance. I'm in Bolingbrook, Illinois. I've just left a Circle K where I took a piss uh, in one of those cool, like, outdoor bathrooms. Like, I'm, like, the door is on the outside of the gas station, and you have to go in and get a key with, like, and it's, like, you know, attached to a stick, and you have to give it back at the end, uh, I guess to deter, like, homeless people from sleeping, um, hashtag homeless, hashtag tent city, um, and so I, I enjoyed that, and now I've resumed my drive, uh, I believe I am about two hours and 15 minutes away from my home, um, last night I was at the Nick Gage Invitational, and I'd like to talk about it, welcome to Wrestling is Gross, my name is Bucky, I'm alone. I'm so very alone. Yesterday around three, I picked up a couple of friends, uh, Ty and Chris, at Union Station. They both rode in from uh, Saginaw, Michigan, and Milwaukee, Wisconsin, uh, via train, respectively. And that was sort of the beginning of this whole thing. And I, I, I was, I was drinking not on the way. I had a beer. The first beer. Um, would have been around 1.30 in the parking lot of a Burger King. Um, I had one of those foam coolers, and the, those foam coolers are really something, because if you hit a bump, as we find out, uh, the thing just breaks open. So uh, we were just using, basically, after the after the failure of the foam cooler that I bought at the Hux gas station back in Peoria, we just had a bunch of ice in the back of my trunk, and we just sit the beers on the ice. And I'll tell you what, it worked out pretty well. It worked out pretty well. Um, I picked them up. We go in search of Italian beef sandwiches and had a nice time. Uh, got rained on a little bit, then ended up back in our our very nice uh, basement, like lower level half of the Airbnb. Uh, which seemed to be, we didn't see the, the upstairs of the house, but they had dogs that were barking at us all night, which is cool. It lends a little local flavor. We watched some IWRG on the Xbox that was on the, uh, attached to the TV, connected to the TV downstairs. And uh, I'll tell you what, we, when we turned on the YouTube app, the, uh, the recent, like, you know, the algorithm that had been compiled, I guess, from previous guests was all like Baby Shark and Baby First TV, except it was all in Spanish. Um, so, fittingly, we decided to, we didn't want to fuck with their algorithm too much, right? Uh, so, we kept it purely to Lucha Libre. And uh, we watched some, we watched a Toxine Fly Star shit, uh, Crazy Six Man from Mexa. Uh, it's Toxin, Flystar, and Wotan versus fucking uh, Rocky Santana, I believe, El Hijo de Fishman, and Romano 
Garcia, something, something like that. Um, check that out. Awesome match. Fish, uh, Elio de Fishman and uh, Wotan uh, don't seem like they're uh, friends with each other. So after that, we went ahead. We had a few beers there uh, at, at the apartment or at the Airbnb, and then we we took off and headed to the, the Nick Gage Invitational. And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm not gonna do this for long. Uh, because I, I need to bring my Maps app up eventually and see where the hell I'm going. I know I need to take 80, uh, 80 west. Yeah, 80 west. I think once I go, if I do that, I'm fine. Um, so we get to the venue uh, at some point in the, earlier in the day. We've got we had we made this little group DM of like six or seven of us that we all knew were going to the show. Um, you know, looking for status updates consistently so we can all meet up. Uh, the only person I didn't meet that I wanted to meet was uh, at Small Doink, S-M-O-L Doink, um, who was in the bar across the street, like, when we got there, and then he came and he watched the show, and then he was in the bar across the street as soon as the show ended, and we were going to go see him, but there were cops all over that bar. Um, I tried to turn down the street, and a cop, like, was standing there, and he said, this is a one-way street, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know, man, I didn't know it was one way. Sorry, like, so we had a nice run-in with the Summit, Illinois police, um, and this, uh, this, this bar was like, this was a, a pizza joint, it was like the, it was called the Works Pizza, it was some bullshit, uh, you could tell from the outside that that was a, that place was bad news, and that the cops probably had good reason to be there, um, which meant I had a good reason not to be there, so we skipped that, um, but we got to the venue. John had another spammer who was uh, my, my greatest friend in the world at this point. Um, he had seen, seen the shows earlier. He went to the Black Label Pro shows, uh, the Turbo Graps, uh, 16 shows at noon and 3.30, a 16-man tournament. Um, it seemed bad. Mikey's bad. But Mike, I mean, I'm, I'm sure Mikey's a, an okay person. Uh, Black Label Mikey, if you're listening, I'm sure you're a fine person. Real bad at uh, real bad at booking a wrestling show. Um, we got there at about 7.35. show was starting at 8. And then we drank in the parking lot while everybody found us. Uh, John had been, uh, I guess, like smoking his hitter, reading uh, a book in the woods. He was going to the woods to read a book. Uh, which is cool, you know, that's a, that, as you do, um, and he, what was he, he was telling me he was reading something, it was, I think it was called America, uh, and it was by, uh, fuck, I, sh- I should have written this down, because it sounded real interesting, um, so he is reading, uh, some non-fiction memoir in the woods, uh, Small Doink was drinking in the pizza bar, uh, and we were just regular dudes watching Lucha uh, in, a, in, in a stranger's basement uh, that we paid $61 to, to occupy for a night, uh, which is, you know, it's all normal. All these things are normal. Uh, you know, normal. First match of the show uh, was the three-way between Matt Justice, uh, Nick Gage, and Cody Rice. And not to get too far ahead, but... The, the venue has seen some upgrades since the last time I was there, back two years ago for Evolve. Um, parking is still bad. You have to park really far away. Uh, but 
as as far as I can tell, the security crew or the the door crew seemed pretty relaxed because we we snuck in a lot of beverages. Um, I know Mike and uh, Mike Stocks and Brandon Wagaman. Uh, we shared a forty as you do at these Nick Gage Invitational shows, and they tried to bring the forty in the building, and they told them you can't bring the bottle, pour it into cups. So they let them do that. So that's fucking cool. Um, I trying to think of what exactly happened first. We, we, we went in, uh, Ty and Chris both had seats, third row seats, and I had general admission. Uh, we finally found Ty's seat. We never found Chris's seat, but luckily Chris is like 5'11 or 6 foot even, so he could see over people. So he just, he just stood around with me all night. Um, and so the show starts and that first match is great. Um, I'm not going to talk a lot about the matches because I didn't see fucking a lot of shit that happened. Uh, but Matthew Justice is an insane person. I've never seen him work a straight death match before. But he kills it. Kills it entirely. Uh, I think he's the first person to have a light tube busted over him in the entire show. Like, he, he probably had a... He wanted, he wanted to make, a, like, a point of that. That was, like, what he wanted to do. He wanted to be that guy. Um... He did a dive off of the weird balcony that wasn't really a balcony. I'm not really sure how he got up there. Uh, Cody Rice is crazy. He did a tope into some light bulbs. Uh, Nick Gage did his uh, flipping senton off the top. Brawl in the crowd. Glass fly. Glass. Actually, the only time the glass flew at me and it like actually made contact with me. Uh, was during this first match. And I think that's because Gage and Justice were just like, they were just swinging them harder. Um, which makes sense if you know those guys. So, Gage goes over in that. Justice was fucking made, though. Um, I go back around. Ty has got a perfect seat right at the entryway. Uh, make sure he's not covered in glass. And he, he was, but he was alright. Um, and then I got a fist bump from the king, Nick F. and Gage. And fresh blood just sprayed on my arm, um, like up to my elbow, just little droplets of, uh, the King Nick F. Engage's blood on my, all over my fist. My fist was covered, but like spattered on my fucking, up to my, all the way up my forearm. Um, and like, that's, again, this is all normal. This is all, this is all normal shit. It's, there was somebody, uh, was like at a gimmick table around that time and I walked over I was like walking to the bathroom to wash the king's blood off of me and uh I said fuck who was it I, I gave him a compliment and he like held out his hand to shake my hand I was like oh no I can't do that I have Nick Gage's blood all over my hand um so he gave me a fist bump and I used my other I, I used my other hand who the fuck was that oh it was Alex Zane it was Alex Zane okay I'll get to Alex Zane more later um the second match I, I washed blood off you know uh, second match was probably the worst death match of the night, uh, which is not to say it was bad. It just was the it was Yuko Miyamoto uh, versus uh, excuse me Yuko. Yeah, I'm, I'm still recovering. Still recovering. Yuko Miyamoto versus somebody, anybody. Yuko Miyamoto versus Orin Vite versus. Anybody? Somebody want to help me out here? Jimmy Lloyd. Jimmy Lloyd was the third guy. Jimmy Lloyd versus Hornvite versus Yuko Miyamoto. And uh, this match is just a little disjointed. 
uh, Orin Veidt is a guy who needs like somebody to help, not to help him, but Orin Veidt, he is green, Jimmy, Jimmy Lloyd also has only been wrestling about four years, uh, and so Yuko Miyamoto, uh, you know, like a, maybe 18, 16 year pro, uh, definitely has the experience, but he doesn't speak the same language as these guys, so of course that's going to be a mess, um, so yeah, whatever, it's fine, it was fine, um, and then after that was when the fun really began, um, I met Pork Sweats, uh, somewhere, I, I, he, I knew he was in a War Horse shirt, uh, not the Steven Spielberg film, the, the wrestler, the, the guy from, you know, and I met him, and I met a couple other people, and me and John decided that while they swept the ring, that would be the best time for us to go and smoke weed in the parking lot, uh, so we did that, and it was nice, you know, I'd love to, you love to do it, uh, that's my exit coming up here, I need to, I'm gonna focus for just a moment on exiting, uh, try to get over, you wanna, you gonna let me over, dude? Alright, I-80 west to Iowa, this is where I'm going, I'm gonna go see, uh, uh the Wrestling Revolver show. Connor Braxton, yeah, Connor Braxton, hell yeah, the, uh, the rest of the night was, it got better and better from there, just because, I don't know, smoking weed at a deathmatch show is probably something that a lot of people do, right, but I haven't done that, um, I, I, I'm not a regular user, um, and that's fine, it, it, it was fun, I, I had the opportunity, and I'm not going to turn down my new friend. Uh, and by the way, John at, at another spammer is like incredibly funny, incredibly like charming and charismatic. Uh, one of like the most natural, uh, like just fucking cool people I've met at any of these shows ever. Um, you never know, you know, when you when you meet people that you know online, are they going to suck? Uh, none of my friends here sucked. Uh, Ty and Chris were also very fun to hang out with. Um, John and I go to his van. It's pouring down rain at this point too, and we uh, hit the hit the hitter, and we bring back some. Uh, we load our pockets full of beers. His cheap uh, Victoria, I believe, was the the, the brand. Uh, they're just some really bad Mexican beers, and they were just like hanging out of our pockets. And I didn't want to bring them in, so we hid them in the parking lot. Uh, and I'd later find out that those were drank by John and Chris, and they didn't share them with me after I hid them, which is pretty fucked up, if you ask me. Um, come back in. I, I think the next match is Matt Tremont versus Schlack versus Mance Warner. Uh, I missed the entrances to this, so I didn't actually get to sing... Uh, I didn't get to sing my favorite song, uh, Separate Ways, by Journey, but that's okay, that's okay. I later saw Matt Tremont in the lobby, and I went up to him and I said, hey man, I love your entrance, I missed it. And he was like, that's okay, man. <laughs> he, he needed to go lay down for a little bit. So the uh, the, the match is crazy. Uh, Mance wins. And this is, this is probably the purest, like, walk-around brawl 
uh, like bunkhouse style match of the show. Uh, just really nice stuff, really really quality stuff. And I think the right guy won. Uh, the guy I predicted won. But I don't know. Seeing Schlack live, I don't know. When, all right, so I, when they walked past us uh, at the end, I, I got a thing. I fist bumped Matt Tremont. I fist bumped uh, uh, the, the old Manser. Uh, I got their blood on me. And when Schlack came by, I just kind of like looked away because I don't know how to. I don't know how to interact with that person. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to learn either. I don't want to learn how to interact with that man. Uh, fuck, fuck that guy. <laughs> uh, so good match, really good match. And third match on this show fourth match in the show was Alex Cologne versus Marcus Crane versus Eric Ryan so Marcus Crane's been coming out with the, the red painted light tubes the devil's big red dick but tonight he had two balloons hanging from it that presumably had like some sort of sharp object inside of them, but I didn't, I couldn't, like, I don't think I even saw them break, I, I, they probably did, I didn't see it, I'm assuming there were, uh, there were thumbtacks in there, um, but this is the, the debut, of course, of not only the Devil's uh, Big Red Dick, but uh, the, the Devil's Big Red Balls as well, although proportionately, proportionately, sorry, my voice is going to crack because I'm very, very hoarse, proportionately, the size of the balls and like, so the, the, uh, those are small balls for, for a dick that size the devil's got some tiny ass nuts um, not, you know it's fine I'm not gonna like I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not taking the piss out of the devil here right? I love the guy you know great great worker uh, Satan fantastic but little ass balls so this match is fucking crazy. This might have been my match of the night, actually. Um, this match has one of the one of the wildest things I've ever seen. And a well, first of all, to start up, they've got a weed whacker, and I go around to see it like better. I go to the opposite side. I'm standing over by Ty uh, near the entryway, and they're you know doing some tease spots, and it's so scary, and it's fucking great. And I noticed that it's a corded, like a, it's it's attached to a, a a fucking extension cord. This weed whacker is, and who is doing like the who's who's giving the slack to the to the cord and like the cord management is none other than Brett Lauderdale, the fucking promoter, is the, is on cord duty for the fucking for the fucking weed whacker. Um, the weed whacker spot that actually does end up happening is uh, Eric Ryan gets uh, one of the guys holds the weed whacker on the ground facing up, and Eric Ryan gets drop toe holded face first into the weed whacker, um, and which is nuts, man, just absolutely insane. And then that led directly into the finish. Uh, Alex Cologne wins this match, goes to the finals. Um, so at some point here, we all went outside and we all smoked weed. 
and that was cool. Uh, it was fun again. I, you know, love to, you love to do it. And we drank some more beers, snuck some more in. And I'm gonna, I'm trying to think of all the conversations I had with wrestlers, um, as you do at one of these shows, especially when they they just kind of walk around. The deathmatch guys love to walk around after they get you know cleaned off. Uh, love to take pictures with those people. One of the first interactions I can remember would have been with Jimmy Lloyd, where I saw him standing there smoking, and I kind of like sidled up, because I wanted to, you know, take a picture with a different boy, and I saw him finish his cigarette, and I was like, is he going to go back in? And he didn't. He didn't go back in. He's kind of just standing there. And so I just said, hey, Jimmy Lloyd, do you smoke menthols? And he said, yeah. Jimmy Lloyd is a strange person to talk to. I'll say that. I'm sure he was like stoned out of his fucking mind, but he he has such like an odd uh, cadence to the way he speaks. It's very strange. He's he's extremely different. Um, I did ask him if he was actually in the Good Shepherd as Joe Pesci's grandson. Confirmed. Jimmy Lloyd plays Joe Pesci's grandson in one single scene of Robert De Niro-directed film The Good Shepherd, I believe from 2006. Um, so, there you go. Uh, that's a big scoop. Oh, and around this time, I also, I should say this, I went around and I talked to the Boston Nuga. I asked Brandon Wagman, hey, where's the Nuga? <laughs> uh, and so, I, I, you know, he just pointed him out to me. I go and I talk to Boston Nuga. I meet Lane, um, famously of Lane's lunch, of course. And I asked him about the lunch. Um, I was I was so fucking high. Um, I introduced myself. So I don't think Lane knows me, but uh, you know Nuga's a listener of the show, so I, I I felt obligated to say hi. And then I being I I felt obligated to be high. And being high, I decided to mostly just ask them about the Lane's lunch. So, uh, Chow Chow, confirmed, it is Chow Chow. I asked what Chow Chow was. Uh, uh, Boston Nuga explained that it was, like, coleslaw adjacent, but not coleslaw, like, no mayonnaise. Uh, they said it had, like, a sort of a relish sort of thing going on. Um, I don't know, I'm interested. Uh, spicy, spicy relish slaw. Uh, I, I, I will try it. I, uh, next, when I get down there to the SCI and uh, hang out with with those guys in in their home environment, maybe I'll, maybe I'll have a little plate, a little plate with Lane. Um, yeah, so that was cool. Those guys seem all right. And uh, we get some non-tournament matches. There's uh, uh, every time my phone buzzes, it's going to be a problem. We had some non-tournament matches. Uh, the four-way between Blake Christian, Alex Zane, Gringo Loco, and Jake Lander uh, was insane. Absolutely incredible. Has some spots that I've that like I would I think I would maybe have done with action figures like when I was like ten, and I would like stack like four guys high on somebody's shoulders. They do like they do like a, a double decker uh, reverse Rana thing that is. Excuse me. That is one of the craziest things I've ever seen in my life. And then, you know, all types of other shit. All kind of crazy shit. Blake Christian does a springboard 630 plancha, uh, which is not a... 
he so he did it, and I wasn't expecting him to do that many spins. So when when somebody goes and you know when somebody when Ricochet is standing on the top rope and he's about to do a six thirty, like oh shit, six thirty coming. Oh cool. But when a man springboards and does that to the floor, and you just expected like something else to happen, it's like it's both terrifying and just your adrenaline goes through the fucking roof. And it was just great. It was just fucking beautiful. Um, I don't remember who won that match. I think it was Alex Zane. It makes sense that he would have won it. Also, it sucks because these guys had to wrestle in a lot of blood. Uh, they had to wrestle their regular-ass match in a ton of fucking blood. But, whatever. Uh, I'm sure they don't mind. I, I talked to Alex Zane again, and I, I mentioned... Like, I talked to him about how happy I was that... Uh, that I, I was, I went up to him at first, and I said, "Hey, man, I was on the backyard wrestling link too. I, I'm so happy to see you guys doing these things. You and uh, Makabe, and just all these fucking people, right? Like tons of backyarders are are making waves now. Former backyarders, of course. Um, and he was very nice. I, I told him I had Makabe on the podcast, um, and then I went into this other thing about Makabe, and I used to talk on the internet, right?" And talking about all the crazy shit that him, Zane, and, and Christian were doing, I, I talked to, so I talked to him uh, earlier in the night, and said, "Hey, uh, you guys are just, you guys are, you and Blake Christian are a touring match now, right? Like, you guys are doing this just in all the different territories. This is like a Jody Flash, Johnny Storm sort of thing." And he was like, "Yeah, I guess." Like he knew what I was talking about, but um, when I went up to him again the second time, I said, hey man, why wasn't Jody Fleisch in that match? Um, he was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why Jody Fleisch and I were on a show, uh, not at the, like, not in the same ring. Like, fuck, man. Imagine that. Imagine that match. Uh, Alex Jane also said he, he, he told me at, like, as I was walking away, hey, uh, hit me up, I'll come on the podcast. So, that's really cool. I really like... I didn't ask him either. I brought the podcast up, but I didn't ask. Um, same thing happened again later with Manders, actually. Um, after the show, Manders was sweeping the ring, which is fucking stupid. Manders should have been on this card. Manders is fucking great. Uh, he gave me a couple scoops that I can't talk about. Uh, real industry shit, insider. Uh, you know Rovert? I'm like that guy. You know. Except I got... <laughs> Except uh, there's things about him that uh, things about me that aren't that don't. I'm I'm not like Rovert, is what I'm what I'm gonna just go ahead and say. Uh, but I do have scoops. I'm like uh, which I, what's his name? J J Williams W O N. Yeah yeah W O N. Yeah you know that guy. Scoop number thirty five. Uh, Manders should not be sweeping the fucking ring because he's so goddamn good. Uh, but he also told me I talked to him for a long time. I uh, told him that I appreciate him dropping Tuan on his head. And, you know, <laughs> uh, he, he, he said he would come on the podcast as well. So I'm doing some networking, you know, doing lots of things. Uh, there's a really long Tracy Smothers versus Marco stunt match that has, like, a really long promo before it. And I couldn't understand a word of the promo because the way the speaker system was set up. I think people on the other side of the building could, could understand because they were reacting to to his healing or whatever. Tracy's healing. Uh, like a spiritual guru. <laughs> um, 
the match seemed bad. It took forever to start, so we went out and smoked. Um, I think we went and grabbed more beers from the trunk, trunk beers. And let's see, I, I, there's stuff that I'm missing. There's people I talked to. I talked to Matthew Justice. Um, I said, "Hey, man, I was worried you guys were gonna uh, you were gonna jump off the roof." Uh, and he was like, "Bro, I fucking there's no roof access. I can't get up there." And I was like, "Ah, oh, well." But you would have, huh? And he was like, fucking, hey, man, I would have fucking done anything. I love this shit. And then I talked to him for a minute, and I was like, I, I, I at some point I said, when you when you came back to AIW recently, I didn't, I didn't really know who you were. I'm not like a big historian on AIW. And then that podcast came out, that like three-hour podcast, uh, where it's Thorn and, and Justice, and it's like after one of the shows, and Justice is like totally drunk. And talking about like hanging out with Ryback, and I and I and this is what I said to Justice. I said, I was like, who the fuck is this guy? What is what is this? And he was like, yeah, that's kind of a, like he he was very uh, about admitting that that podcast is kind of a no, it doesn't really show him in the best light. Uh, he is clearly a fucking adrenaline junkie and loves doing this shit. And I I was. It was. I got a picture with him. It was so nice to meet him. Uh, they had a picture with me and Chris and him, where me and Chris have just gotten high, and we're like smiling, like. No, don't. Not, no, I gotta bleep that. Fuck. This is what happens when I drive. I cancel myself. Um. <clears throat> Chris and I are smiling like very high people, very happy people. And Matt Justice is doing his uh, stern one-man militia face. So uh, that was cool. Uh, he's a cool guy. Um, let me take one second here. Make sure I'm actually still on the right path. All right, I'm 95 miles from home. Cool. Um, so who else did I talk to? I really should have been taking notes throughout the night. This is going to be unlistenable, I'm sure, but hopefully somebody gets something out of it. Um, met the Nuga, Manders, Jimmy Lloyd. I talked to Kevin Gill after the show. Kevin Gill is, uh, he seems like an okay guy. Uh, I, I talked to him about the Backyard Wrestling video game, and I, I told him that I had messaged him. I told him about the podcast. See, I went to the show mostly to talk about my podcast. Um, I didn't. It just happened to happen. Um, I talked to him, and I, I told him that I had DM'd him and said, Hey, man, we would love to have you on the podcast to talk about your involvement in the Backyard Wrestling video games um, and the larger, like, Juggaloverse. And he never responded. So I told him that, and he was like, Oh, sorry, man, I get a lot of DMs. And I was like, That's that's fine, man. I'm like, I... <laughs> It's, I don't know why I just told you that. Um, but he's, he kind of he seemed like he might be open to it. Uh, he's got a new podcast out. I I don't know if I caught the name, but he just had Killer Cross on, uh, which is a great... Like, if you're going to have a podcast guest for, like, your first podcast, uh, Killer Cross is definitely, like, a fucking get. Uh, so I guess check that out. I don't know if it's good. Uh, I imagine it's, like, got moments where you're like, ah, oh, Kevin Gill, you're fucking weird, dude. You're, like, kind of a... I, I, look, Kevin Gill is fine. I think Kevin Gill is actually really funny. 
Uh, I, he has endeared himself to me at this point. I, I did, during one match, I stood kind of by the table where him and Dave Prezak were doing commentary, and I could hear them. Um, and it was a really like weird experience to hear commentary while watching a live match. Uh, I forget what the line was, but there was something Prezak said that had me fucking laughing my ass off. Um, the, uh, the main event of the show, I'll just go ahead and do that, and then I'll try to run down my checklist. The main event of the show was the final uh, four-way single fall, not elimination like last year. Uh, world title on the line. Gage apparently had put the world title on the line on, in both of his matches, which I had not realized. Um, Nick Gage, Yuko Miyamoto, Alex Cologne, and uh, fuck, Mance Warner. Uh, I got to sing Mance Warner's music, which I love. I you love to do it. Uh, getting some rain here. I'm gonna have to gonna have to concentrate on my podcast. Um, the usual, like everybody doing crazy shit all over the fucking building. But by this point, I was I was pretty pretty well off. I I don't remember a ton of what happened in this match. Um, it was nice though, you know. Obviously, these guys are going hard. I'm looking forward to rewatching this entire show uh, because when you're at a show like this and you're in general admission standing room, you don't see half the shit. And I there's a, sh- a bunch of shit I missed because I was outside and running running around talking to the Boston Nuga about Lane's lunch, you know, all kinds of shit. Uh, I think that's everybody that I met, at least there. I'll go ahead and say that we, after the show, we went to a taco place, a 24-hour taqueria called El Faro, or El Faro, um, that was great, and as we were about to leave, uh, the whole crew came in, Brett Lauderdale, uh, Marco and Logan Stunt, I told Marco, uh, that I've been telling people to Google him for a year and a half, uh, I mentioned the Prince of the Death matches to him, shouts out, Google Marco Stunt, he didn't seem very interested, um, I don't... I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. I, I, I may I may take it all back with Marco, because he wasn't nice to me in the taco place. Um, but then, yeah, we were walking out, and passing us on the way in, on the way out, is uh, Orin Vite and Yuko Miyamoto. Yuko Miyamoto going to get tacos at one in the morning. Um, and I got a picture with him, and I just said One Night Carnival over and over to him. Uh... One Night Carnival, man. One Night Carnival, which is like the name of his music, I think. Or I don't, I don't even know. That's a, that's something. I said Yankee Two Kinju. One Night Carnival, I think is what I said. BJ fucking W, and he was like into that, and then he took some pictures with me. Um, and Orin Vite was there, like standing there, and I was like, Orin Vite, man. I don't even know what the fuck to say to you because I don't, I don't know. I don't, still not sold. Um, the audio in the second half of this podcast is going to be so much worse because it's pouring down right now. This is going to be unlistenable. I, I shouldn't even put this out, but I have to. Um, but I will say maybe the highlight of the night for me was uh, getting sexually assaulted by some really horny woman. Um, it was after the show. I was talking to Kevin Gill after the show, and I was like by the door and this woman had sort of, like, touched my hair on her way out, uh, which is a thing that happens, like, 
people people do that. Uh, it's fucking really shitty, but it is a thing that happens. Um, so we're walking after talking to Kevin Gill. We're gonna make our way back to the the cars. Uh, John and, and Ty are already there, but it's me and Chris here. And uh, we encounter that woman again and her boyfriend. Um, and that woman asks if she can touch my hair again. And I was like, uh... And I'm, like, looking at her boyfriend to see if... Like, what's the situation here, you know? Is this... I I don't know. I don't... I didn't... I, it was hard to think about in the moment. I was very, very, uh... I was very other. I was very, I was very different at that time. And so I said, yeah, sure. And so she's like touching my hair and then she starts kind of like rubbing against me and then eventually rubbing her entire body on me while like touching my dick through my pants. Um, and her boyfriend is just like watching this. And Chris is also watching this, but Chris is not watching anything except for me staring directly into his eyes. Uh, so Chris Gibbons and I just basically never lost eye contact while this woman... I don't know, man. I don't fucking know. I, this kind of thing has happened to me, like, before. Uh, it ha- Like, if you drink a lot and you stay around, like, other people who drink a lot these sort of things do happen, uh, but, like, it's been a long time. I'm an adult now, you know, I got kids. Um, I don't know if this woman wanted me to come back to their place and act as, the, like, the bull in a, in a cuck scenario. Um, I mean, I, you know, I would, if I wasn't, like, married, uh, in, like, a, a, a healthy, well, I, you know, like, a, a good relationship that I'm proud of, that I, like, if I was single, I'd I would have explored that, um, I guess, but it went on for a while, and just like me describing it has now gone on for a while, and eventually his, uh, or her, her boyfriend, or husband, or whatever, said, all right, honey, it's time to go, um, and I said, y'all have a good night, I don't know, I think I may have said, hey, sorry, man, to the fucking fuck, to the guy. I think I may have said, hey, sorry, man. Um, and then me and Chris walked away, like, solemnly. Um, and then started laughing after we got a little distance. Uh, and he was like, that was the weirdest fucking thing I've ever seen. Uh, so, yeah, that woman's canceled. Uh, she's canceled. Uh, and... Yeah, I, th- I think it was a good way to end the night. Uh, we did end up going back after the the weird thing where we we tried to go to this bar and then decided not to go to the bar because there were cops all over it. Um, and then we drove to the taco place, had tacos, then drove back to uh, to the venue so John could get his van. Then John and his van followed us to the Airbnb where we all smoked and drank and watched uh, a CMLL opener with Super Astro Jr. and uh, like at least one person that none of us had ever heard of uh, called uh, Grocco or something. Uh, I don't know what the fuck that was. Uh, But yeah, John made his way back to his hotel around 2. 
Uh, we went to bed right around that time, 2.30. Uh, woke up at 6.30 because Chris had to catch a, an 8. Chris had to catch an 8, 8.25. And I didn't... I, I don't know if he told me 8.25 uh, until, like, well into the night. But Chris had to catch an 8.25... Uh, train from Union Station downtown. It was about a 30 minute drive from where we were staying. And so took him. Uh, Ty kept sleeping. Uh, I cleaned the, the Airbnb. Didn't get much help from them. Uh, joking, of course. Uh, and now I'm driving through the rain on my way back home. Uh, I, there's got to be somebody I talked to that I'm forgetting. Alright, I'm gonna go I'm gonna run through the I'm gonna run down the list. Yuko Miyamoto, Pork Sweats, Matthew Justice, Manders, Jimmy Lloyd, the OG Kevin Gill, Matt Tremont, Boston Nuga, Lane's Lunch. That woman who tried to... Uh, that woman? <laughs> that woman. Uh, I think that about covers it. Yeah. Or invite. Marco Stunt. It was cool, man. It was, it was a really cool night. Um, we had a lot of fun. I didn't, I didn't like, overspin, which was cool. Uh, definitely, if you're going to go to these shows, I, I highly recommend buying beer putting it in a cooler and like sneaking it in or just drinking in the parking lot between matches especially if it's one of these deathmatch shows because they have to sweep up the ring between every match so you like hide some beers close go grab them drink them outside or sneak them on in you know i don't think anybody really cares at these shows they they, they're just happy that you're like they're happy that you're happy and we were very happy you know um I, I don't know if I'd call it the greatest wrestling show I've ever been to. Probably not. Uh, but honestly, just a, a pure how much fun did I have uh, is probably my favorite wrestling show experience. Uh, really special. And that's that show, I don't know if it's going to be annual this year. I want to say our Airbnb was fantastic, by the way. If, if they do this again next year, I'm going to try to book that same thing again. Um, I hate leaving. I hate, like not being, I hate, like, I miss my family, you know, as dumb as it is, um, but I could do this again, I could do it, I could do it again, except for the part with that woman, no, I could do that again, too, fuck it, 